0: Welcome to Thriving Educators. I am Brian Langley. This year, Novi High School and Novi Middle School are embarking on a grading pilot using a 43210 system. And I thought it would be a good idea to bring in teachers that are a part of this pilot to discuss the way that their grading procedures are working. And so today is our first episode in this series. I have high school math teachers, Gina Katrine and Michael Kowalski here to talk about their four three two one zero system and how it works as part of the pilot. Enjoy. So uh, Michael Kowalski and Gina Katrine, welcome to the podcast. Thanks
1: thanks for having us.
0: So (laughs) thank you for being here. Yeah. Okay, so this year we started a grading pilot here at the high school and at the middle school, and uh, you guys have had a four three two one kind of system that you've been using for a few years. Yeah, yeah, this is our second year using this system. It is absolutely two or three.
2: not. This is <laughs> so. Uh, two? I've been teaching algebra two. one since Lauren Russ was our student teacher, and that is your first year doing four three two one. And two years before that, I did it in algebra two.
0: Okay. So there's experience. Here. There we go. Pre- yes. Co-
1: yes Pre COVID has ruined my uh, I would counting of years. So those yes, blended I would together. say six
2: years I've been doing this. Okay.
0: six to seven. So it's been a little while. Yes. So um, the, the idea here on the podcast <laughs> is that we would share out what some of these systems look like just to give people an idea as they think through the pilot and what it might look like in their classroom. So they have different examples of what's being used out there. So this is good. You guys have somewhere between two to six years of experience with this.
1: Yes, (laughs) fully invested for two years,
2: been trying it for six.
0: You know how it goes. which
2: class- Fully invested for six years. Which
0: class is this that we're talking about? Algebra one. Okay. Yeah, it's strictly our algebra one class. Okay, so let's get into the specifics. Um, What does the grading procedure look like then in algebra one?
2: So the grading scale or the way we grade Things.
0: Okay, so let's start with the grading scale.
2: So the grading scale is the specific adopted one by the district, right? The 4 3 2 1 0.
0: Right, the thing that they call the equidistant the, grading scale. Correct. So there's an equal
1: equal grade band for each of the letter grades, so A, B, C, and D. Yeah, from, and
0: A an from 4 to 4 to 0. Right. Right, so it's it's a four, three, two, one. It really has five different yes. scores. Yes. Okay.
2: But my brain like auto says four point because it's the four is the highest. Right. Yes.
0: <laughs> so then, what does it look like specifically in terms of categories and you know those other kinds of systems?
2: I think that's what's different about Algebra One is we don't have a assessment category, classwork category, participation categories type things. We have. All learning targets so all of our categories are skills so every skill that you learn in algebra one is its own category so that's a big shift it
1: was a big shift for us Uh, so we basically adopted uh, standards-based grading and the four point scale at the same time so it really caused us to re-examine how we're grading what we're grading why we're grading Which i think has led to some of the success that we've seen in this four point equidistant grading
0: program that we've been trying okay so let's go back to this for a second let's talk about this shift so what did the grade book used to look like versus what does it look like now
2: so i never taught algebra one without this Mm -hmm. here at Novi. so i'm gonna so
1: prior to this it was your standard grade book five points for this five points for that 100 Mm -hmm. point Mm -hmm. test or um, weighted categories of s- formative, summative, depending on how people wanted to organize their gradebook. So even though we were a PLC and we had all agreed, there was still kind of a little give or take depending on which teacher you had to how your gradebook was going to look. Okay. So this push really allowed us to kind of commonize our grading procedures, and it's made us grade a lot more similar, so students have more of a similar experience regardless of which teacher what you What
2: was have. the breakdown, though? Like, what was the...
1: Again, we fluxed on that before, Mm -hmm. so some it was 90-10 for formative, summative, Mm -hmm. uh, 90 summative, 10 formative, Mm -hmm. and uh, in the past we had also used 80-20 for the breakdown for summative, formative, Mm -hmm. Uh, and again, we were just trying to get away from awarding points for um, compliance, you were here, you did what we asked you to do, good job, We wanted our grades to represent their understanding of the material, and we were trying to give them more valuable feedback. And so that's where the standards-based grading really helped us do that because we laid out the standards we thought were the most important for the Algebra One class using the Common Core State Standards. Which also
2: sort of like shifted because at some point there were like an aggressive amount that we were doing, Mm -hmm. so we tried to...
1: We were just trying to do all the things because we've always done all the things. Mm -hmm. So using the common core standards to kind of help us narrow down our focus, we were able to identify our learning targets, place them in the units, and then we were able to give students feedback on those specific skills. So instead of getting an 80% on a assessment, Mm -hmm. we were able to say, you scored this on the distributive property. You should probably go work on that, Mm -hmm. whereas you scored 100% on solving you are a great solver. Let's let's lean on that as a strength from here on out. But it's not something we need to focus on. So, the standards-based part allowed us to provide more usable feedback for our students and, and then, their parents because and,
2: their parents can look at the skill and say, Oh, you this says distribute, but you got below it too on a distribute. So that means you should probably be working on okay distributing.
0: So in the old grade book, maybe. There was just it was like points based. Yeah, P- probably there was some then, but maybe like an assessment would be more points. Um, like there's a range of test, points. Quest, right? Um, <laughs> and there could there could have been lots of things then in the grade book, and they would have been these different point things
1: it seems it was very arbitrary it seemed like here's a point there's a point everywhere's a point point <laughs> and then students didn't know how to improve their grades still they were just trying mm-hmm. to go out there and get more get, points get this yes, point or get, get that points. point and okay. it wasn't focused on progress or growth or just trying to improve on whatever your weakness was i
2: mean there was like test corrections and stuff that you could come and you could do a test correction but again that was just like I, you know point i need a mm-hmm. points i need more points
0: okay so then what does it look like now
2: so now it is based on learning targets
0: how many i, I don't Roughly know that we three
2: point two percent a learning target so each well, learning target is by three point. each <laughs> so learning target 30, is worth three point some.
1: two three percent so yeah, yeah about 30 something 30, almost 30 learning targets that are we've deemed are important to what make up algebra
2: one which we had to take a a second to break down you know we were thinking oh well it should be equal based on each unit is kind of where we started but Mm -hmm. then as we looked we said well you're equally weighting this skill with this skill but as you look at the actual skills the second one is much more challenging than the first three so why are those three separate and so it made us look at the things that we were um breaking down and saying well these three skills are all actually this skill so why are we separating them into three separate things Uh, instead of saying that they're actually different ways to do this other skill so we sort of started out with a a, like one percent each thing Mm -hmm. and then we were like well these are actually all doing this Mm -hmm. so let's let's tighten it up and seeing that it actually wasn't equally weighted within the units some units had more skills Um, That we were even like, okay, we could probably put all these in one group, but we really think that they are two separate things to look at. So that took a while making Mm. the learning targets make sense in the way that we spread them out.
0: Okay, so how many skills are in a typical unit? Anywhere between five
1: and eight, eight, I'd say. Our largest unit, I think, has eight learning targets
0: in it. Okay. And then there would be three to four units. Is this a, a semester four, four or a year? Four to five. In a s- semester. In a semester. Yeah. Okay. Um, how often then is a skill assessed or how many times would it be assessed? So if, I'm, I'm imagining, okay, let me, let me put it this way. Are your skills different categories in yes. your grade book? Yes. So the nice thing about that in your grade book is that when a kid then goes and looks at their grade in Schoology, it breaks it down by category. Yes. Yeah. And so, so you this can is see, the beauty of this. Yeah, you
1: can see the different attempts. You can see what they scored. Right. You can see if they're improving or if they're regressing. Right. And then you can see the average. And then when they're all on that same page, you can then pick and choose which one. Again, you know your strength, you see your weakness, you know what to train it makes our job as MTSS interventionists a little bit easier Mm -hmm. because then we know what skills we can focus on with students that are struggling. Again, we're not just trying to get points. We don't need five more points. We know what area of weakness to try to train up so that you can hopefully see that connection between some of those other topics.
0: Okay, so just roughly, um, how many times would a particular skill be assessed over the course of a semester?
2: We try to do it at least twice but like some skills are just embedded into other things so mm-hmm. we're like hey well we can give them points for this here as well because they're naturally doing that skill so maybe they at the beginning of the unit or beginning of the semester they didn't actually know I keep talking about distribute but that's just like a sure. skill that they do in everything so yep. that was we lo- taught distributing maybe we didn't do great but then we did distributing in the solving unit and you can do it and then we also did distributing in the linear equations unit mm-hmm. So you're doing it multiple times and now you know how to do it. So your beginning score is just getting better and better by.
0: Okay. So how, how would you go about making that beginning score better and better? You would, you'd put in an averaging, Wait, but you'd put in a new attempt at it. Let's say
2: so.
1: Yep. So what would happen is if it showed up again in unit four, something we introduced in unit one. When we take that assessment, we would code that learning target Mm -hmm. still on the assessment as unit Unit 1 LT4. Mm -hmm. And they would get a grade in unit 4 for a unit 1 learning target because Mm -hmm. it had showed up again. Mm -hmm. But it averages
2: with their unit 1 score.
1: So we're able to collect those other pieces of evidence in any unit whenever that topic shows up again. And Mm -hmm. we're able to provide them with that feedback a second, third, fourth time, depending on how many times that learning target shows up
0: so you just use a, a word that I like to use too and that's evidence because this was a big shift for me when when we in physics shifted from our old grading procedures to our new ones and that is thinking about the things that go into the grade book as pieces of evidence and so um, when when a student takes an assessment and I look at it and I score it four, three, two, one, I am doing that based on the evidence that they're presenting in a particular we we our ours are more unit based, so we don't have quite as right. many yes. things, quite as many categories I as you guys. With that. Right. <laughs> so talk me through a little bit about that shift into pieces of evidence.
1: So for me, it's just about giving students another chance to show that they, what they know, Mm -hmm. show that they understand something. And if you didn't understand it the first time, it's okay. I want their grade to be a work in progress. I talk with them about that, Mm -hmm. you know, almost every single day that we're working on something. And so... That shift was again away from points and how do I get these points and let me get this point to get to this number so that I can get this letter on my report card so I can get into the school and instead we can focus on your understanding and so Mm -hmm. that was the biggest shift um, with that
2: for me it's the way that we grade so we went from doing all the points like this is worth 16 points. So we gave you you lost a half a point here, a point there, a point this. And now we look at the entire assessment. What Mm -hmm. evidence do you have on this assessment? Did you make a conceptual mistake in Mm -hmm. doing this whole set of problems? Are you conceptually understanding what's happening in this problem? Or are you making arithmetic errors? Are you not calculating correctly? Are you doing or are you doing the wrong skill? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's like, what evidence do you have of your learning? And so we grade based on the type of error you make in a set of problems. So
0: Yeah, and, the, and what's interesting about that shift to me is, and goes back to Michael, what you were talking about earlier, like, um, you know, I, in parent church conferences, parents would come and see me in my old system and say, well, where is my student struggling? And as I'd look through the grades, it would be difficult to, to know for sure, yes. I would say, well, they're just not doing that well in their quizzes, mm-hmm. you know, and like, what kind of feedback is that yeah. really? Your standard Whereas response. If, if you've broken this up <laughs> yeah. into into the different areas, then you can say, I can say now, well, you know, forces has been an area where they're just, where they're struggling a little bit or something, um, but back to the student, like, um, you know, if a student says, how can I raise up my grade? I said, well, I need to see more evidence that you understand. Yeah. And so let's talk about that. Do you guys do retakes or I I hear that you average, is there any kind of?
2: So we do the, we don't do retakes. We just have another opportunity Mm -hmm. for them to show us in um, that they have evidence of learning. So like in the unit that we're in right now, they have assessments that they're doing, you know, on their own individually, but then they also have the project that -hmm. they can show evidence that they know how to do something. And so by default, immediately, without ever having to do it again, they're getting two grades for every learning target that we're doing right now. But eventually, when we get to the end of the semester, there's also going to be another, so a third opportunity for them to Mm -hmm. show that they can do these things. And so... I think that in some units, we are building them in automatically. And then some skills, like we said earlier, literally just come again and mm-hmm. again and again. So we have that opportunity. It's some of those one-off ones that, we're, that we struggle with to show them that they can do it again because it just doesn't fit
0: sometimes appropriately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But
2: you know, I want to give you that chance. Then we, keep, we go back and forth every year of what mm. we should do
1: so we moved away from retakes and Mm -hmm. corrections and let's give you another shot to do it to collecting these alternate pieces of evidence another way to collect data and information from our students and so we'll spiral the lowest scoring learning targets back on the next assessment if we know the students need another opportunity to show if we see that trend across all of our algebra one classes Mm, as a as a plc we decide Hey, we, something
2: something didn't
1: go the way we thought it was going to go. We need to reteach. We need to revisit this topic and then come back and give them another chance. And so it can show up on a future assessment. So mm-hmm. that's something we've kind of laid out with our class, just the way our class is structured. We're not going to do retakes. We're not going to do corrections. But these topics will continue to come back because math builds on itself. But because we're also going to continue collecting these pieces of evidence and um, just because we learned something one week, it shouldn't disappear, mm-hmm. especially if it's something that we, we deem to be one of those crucial skills or crucial learning targets that we've identified. We want to keep assessing on it. We want, it to, we want to show this is something that's important and it needs to stick with you.
0: Okay, so I think I have a pretty good understanding of what this looks like. Um, how has your overall satisfaction been with this new system?
2: I mean maybe not this four three two one that we have just an overall in general moving from the hundred point scale to standards based grading with a four point ish scale i just i don't understand why i ever did it a different way mm. i feel like i know what my students know now i know that they have access to what they do and do not know and they can look at it they can see oh i even if they see it as a two out of four, like even if their brain auto Mm -hmm. does the 50%, they can say, oh, I don't actually know that so much. Mm -hmm. I should probably go back and and look at that. And though, and sometimes we'll have like good argumentative conversations where they're like, you marked this mistake as a C. I think it's only an A mistake. So them like fighting Mm -hmm. appropriately, saying like, I understand this concept, I understood it right here. This is not a conceptual mistake. I made an arithmetic error. I think this move that I did that you said was conceptual is actually arithmetic. And then we have that nice conversation. And sometimes I'm like, no, I still don't agree. Mm-hmm. I've already talked about it with Kowalski or Ms. Furtar or, or mm-hmm. whomever. And other times I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like I didn't see it like that. Like, okay, yeah, let's, let's switch it. I'll switch the grade. And I, the fact that they are convincing me mm-hmm of that
0: of their understanding exactly not of their points
2: exactly is like oh all right, yeah I love that
1: yeah to me it's all about student understanding and the switch to this has led students to be more self-reflective about their understanding whether it's arguing for points or just it's not trying to get to a B I'm trying to go out there and put the best work that I can on the paper. And so it's made it very easy to talk to those things. Um, because we're not worried about getting to a 93%, you know, Mm -hmm. I, I want to do for work because I want to put my best on the paper. And so that's just what I ask my kids to do every single time. And if it's not, it does open up for a conversation so that we can just talk about where you are, where we want to be, how we're going to bridge that gap and how we're going to get there. I've liked it a lot since we switched. I was very hesitant because as a math person, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, zero to a hundred just makes sense. And let's tally up all these points. And I love percentages and Mm -hmm. I'll I'll crunch these numbers all day, every day. (laughs) Um, But for students, I I really think it helps them understand what, what I'm good at, what I'm not, how I can get better. And that's, if you think about it, that's what our job is about, trying to get the best out of them every day.
0: All right. I think we'll leave it there. Mike Kowalski, Gina Katrine, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thanks for having us. Of course, thank you. Okay, that wraps up another episode of Thriving Educators. I want to thank Gina Katrine and Michael Kowalski for coming on the show to share their details about their grading policies in Algebra 1. Take care, everyone.